Creative Conundrums is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Hi, and welcome to Creative Conundrums. I'm Googly Doc. And I'm Senpai. We're here to talk about our struggles and triumphs as creatives. And answer creative questions asked by you, our loving and sometimes bizarre podcast family. If you have any questions for future shows, send them to creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Hey everybody, I am the incredible, the incomparable, the incomprehensible Googly Doc. And I am Bacon Senpai. Did you say Bacon Senpai? Yes. Not Uh, because I ate bacon, I should say. No, okay, so we went grocery shopping last week, right? And we went to Superstore out in Polo Park. Okay. And they still had some Halloween stuff, fucking weirdly enough. Like, almost a week after Halloween. I was very impressed. Uh, but we're walking and there's this like bacon costume. I'm like, oh my God, I kind of uh, want it. And it's like 60% off or something. So I'm like, okay, well, when we get to the till, I'll decide then. I'll, we'll see how much it is and decide then. And then we saw the little price checker thing. It was $5. There was a $5 decision made. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good one. <laughs> and then they also still had some Halloween candy too. So I, I bought some halloween candy also that includes i think coffee crisp is in it so there we go yeah uh you and dave probably are gonna get some coffee crisp <laughs> coffee's crisps i miss coffee crisp <laughs> what why can't you eat coffee crisp uh hmm, let's see wafer made with yeah there you go oh <laughs> i miss coffee crisp yeah <laughs> all right uh, let's see. What have we been getting up to creatively this week? This last two weeks. Two weeks. Yes, two weeks. I'm going to be doing some work with Endless Realms. Uh, on Endless Realms. Ah. For, uh, I don't know if I can mention anything yet. Uh, but it's got to do with mushroom people and underground stuff. Interesting. And I am continuing to work on my never going home stuff that I am working on the supplement for. Nice. That's great. And I am working on a uh, undisclosed uh, waterfowl related role playing game. I am so intrigued and also a little scared. And also a little excited. And I don't entirely know entirely what the mixture is. I'm working on a lot of... <laughs> okay. I'm working on a really, lot of really weird stuff right now. And it's really nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm still a little scared about it. But I also really like it. I just don't know exactly what those levels are. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Okay, let's see. Our last episode came out... After Extra Life. So we were going into Extra Life. So we talked about Extra Life. Yep. But we talked about it before it happened. Right. So my Extra Life went pretty cool. Um, Bam Bam came to visit and I showed her like all of the new Warcraft stuff from BlizzCon. So we talked mm-hmm. about that. And yeah, we pretty much had the, the she had essentially the same reaction I did. 
which is like jaw drop like oh my god this looks so cool so we are both very excited for that and to talk about that more um aside from that though i recorded some audio for some videos that i'm going to be doing that i have to I'm just kind of working through the process right now. So I recorded the audio first, and then I'm going to be doing like a shot list, figuring out what uh, footage I actually need for it, and then going to get that footage, and then uh, and then putting the video together. So I just have I'm at the point where I have to edit the audio first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and that's for two different videos that I have going right now. And aside from that, my Warcraft One with Senpai series. I finally st I finally started putting out my orcs. Your orcs? I finally started the orc campaign, so I finally started putting out the orc campaign. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like the orcs. I in Warcraft 1, they're hmm. How how to put it delicately? <laughs> they're not good people. No. <laughs> <laughs> I played through this. I'm like, wow, they're really not good people. <laughs> but hey, you oh, know it is what it is. Hmm. I just remembered something. Speaking of extra life, yes, uh, I finally got to include my sons on doing extra life stuff. Yes, and we played a lot, and I mean a lot of Guns of Icarus. Nice. Do you know what that game's all about? Uh, you know what? You bought it for me, and I, I don't even think I've actually launched the game. Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's something about shooting and spaceships. No, you're you're <laughs> not even close. <laughs> it's, it's a steampunk, uh, uh, dirigible airship type game. Okay, so airships, not not yeah. spaceships. Got it. And you're all members of the crew of the ship, and you're flying around, and you're trying to shoot down enemy ships and achieve achieve objectives, and uh, kind of add to your team's war effort. Okay. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's it's one of the most team oriented games on the internet, and it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. I do like team oriented games. Those are fun. <laughs> Intense teamwork is required in this, not only for the members of your crew, because a member, uh, an airship can have four crew on it, and your side can have multiple airships. Now you need to coordinate your stuff not only with your crew on like which side the attacks are coming from and what stuff's on fire and broken, but you need to be able to communicate with the other ships and let them know what you're doing as well. That's that's pretty awesome, actually. I should really yeah. play this game that you bought for me. Probably, like I don't even remember how long ago. <laughs> it it is truly fantastic. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, although I did join you though for some extra life stuff. We yes. We threw on tabletop simulator and played some Ruby Combat Ready. Oh my goodness, was that ever? And, yeah. <laughs> and Ben whipped ben. out fucking Pennywise. <laughs> Ben wanted to murder us all by the end. Clearly, of that. the <laughs> oh, only ones wait, who were yeah. well behaved were my children. <laughs> no, no, Mikey was fucking around too. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, okay. he, he was messing with my stuff. Well, he, <laughs> I was just—I was just mostly messing with your stuff. You started it, <laughs> and then 
Actually, no, I did not start it this time. Who started it this I'm time? I'm not sure who started it this time, but it was not you, me. It had to be you. Uh, you know what? I do have the footage of it. You, uh, figured, you started flicking people's stuff all over the place. I did start flicking your shit, but I was not the one who started it. Because I came really? in a little bit later. I do have okay. footage of it, so I'll review it a little bit later. The highlights of that still have to go up on YouTube at some point. That is something I need to work on. Oh, okay. speaking of creative you, stuff, I need to do you that. You need to post that because we were driving Ben nuts and you can hear it. <laughs> it was amazing. Ben's doing his best to play Game Master and teach people how to play the game and flicking shit all over his place. Was... He had to lock all the pieces down because we were fucking around so much. It was so great. <laughs> this is why you can't have nice things. But anyways, yeah, so Pen Pen what what Ben did is Ben took two characters from the show Ruby, Penny, Penny. and Weiss. And molded them together into a villain. Molded them together into a villain. I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, it, it's so disturbing. It's fantastic. It, he did a really, really great job. And, like, the artwork is phenomenal. But at the same time, he, like, he went into some certain details that I'm just like, I both love you and I hate you for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is kind of a spoiler for Ruby as a whole, but it's also from season three. Um, Penny is a robot, and she ends up getting kind of ripped to shreds. Myrtleized. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um, and Ben actually took the bits, like the, the lines where she was actually cut, and that worked into the artwork for Pennywise. And then he gave, like the Pennywise face from it and it was it, like it's phenomenal and terrifying his, yeah his attention to detail on that was fantastic and I am not okay <laughs> <laughs> like he even oh. put he even put it like on the on the Weiss side of the face he even put it with Weiss's scar that she has over her eye like mm -hmm. phenomenal <laughs> I both love him and hate him <laughs> Which he knows. Oh, man. What what uh, problems have you been running into? Actually, okay, so I wanted to bring a question into this uh, because okay. this actually filters into it. Um, I don't know exactly what triggered it, and it might not have just, it might not have been anything, but the last week I've been a little depressed. Probably partly because my, my cat has been attacking my feet, like, fucking constantly. Yes, buddy. Yes, you have. Yeah, he's he's trying like to when you're trying things. to sleep and stuff. Well, he did it once when I was trying to sleep. He went absolutely berserk for like a good two hours, like oh, at geez. least an hour and a half. And then at one point he attacked my foot, and I just about punched him off my bed. I was so mad. Oh, <laughs> oh I was so mad. Um, but yeah, the last week I've just been like really depressed and having a hard time getting out of bed. But the discipline with Habitica is getting me at least out of bed, and then it's like, oh, well, you know what? I had to get up to do the garbage. Might as well just do all the other stuff that I have to do. Which So that's been helping. Um, but as one of our questions from Jim B was, if you see this post six minutes late, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
my answer to that is always post for the next episode because we'll i mean we I, I keep all the questions anyway so if if we ever miss a question i've got it it'll be maybe not the next episode but maybe the one after um I- I can attest to that. We've got a long list of questions here. Yeah. So, and um, I forgot to post anything for this, the last couple weeks. I've just been, part of it was probably exhaustion from Extra Life. Um, Lack of sleep will always affect your mental state, especially when it comes to depression. Well, and yeah, I went into Extra Life pretty, pretty good though, and obviously cannabis helps me so it wasn't quite that bad but and we did end up taking a nap part way through because we weren't gonna make it 24 hours ah. um, and then after that i still slept, slept like 12 hours that night oh man so it, it was good there there was there was sleep had um but it's yeah it, it wasn't even weirdly enough it wasn't even that lack of sleep and that lack of actual schedule that fucked with my depression for the week. I don't know what did. I don't know that anything really triggered it. It's just sometimes happens. Yeah. So I I talked to my therapist about that today. So it's it's weighing on me a little bit right now. Oh. But yeah. So what do you do when you when you see the post six minutes too late? Post anyway. <laughs> exactly. Post anyway. Uh, what have your been? What have your struggles been the last couple of weeks? Uh, regular season for hockey started up for Duncan. So yeah. that's been eating a lot of my time. Uh, for example, last weekend, uh, uh let me, let me preface this. Mm-hmm. Duncan has to be there an hour early for every game because he needs enough time to be able to get ready and go over, uh, game strategy with coach. Right. Yep. And then the game itself is about an hour long. So that's two hours, right? Mm-hmm. there's at least two hours of driving no matter what. So that's four hours of time taken out of a day. And I had, and he can have up to two games a weekend. Plus he's got two practices, which he doesn't have to be there super early for, but he still needs time to get ready. Mm-hmm. So the practice is about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on if they have any like post-practice skate. And they usually do. So that, hockey has been eating up a lot of my time these days for, for just supporting Duncan in that way. And, uh, there is a publisher in Canada, Mm -hmm. uh, who was caught doing things like not paying their writers on time or at all in some cases. And, you know, small, small publishers sometimes run into issues and and they're late paying their writers and stuff because it's, it's small publishing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was the uh, intense sexual harassment that female employees had oh, encountered. I didn't even that... see this. I've been a little bit out of the news for a little bit just because I just can't deal with it lately. But shit. Many Canadian writers and, and international writers have and, and stuff have been pulling their intellectual property out of this publisher and and saying that yeah they they can't in good conscience work with these people anymore which makes sense yeah yeah and uh so that's one less publisher for me to work with yeah well i mean it's kind of a good thing it's it, it really sucks <laughs> because it's a canadian publisher i like working with canadian publishers right and it, it just really sucks that 
a, a Canadian publisher had to really stain Canada's publishing reputation. Yeah. I, I you know I lo- I know of a local one though. Holy crap, cat. My cat is fucking going berserk right now. I'll I'll explain something in a minute, but I know of a, a local publisher that I should get you in touch with. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know if Sounds you know good. about them, but I'll I'll tell you about them anyway. Jesus Christ. Okay, what? so my cat. Okay. My lovely cat who I'm legit about to yeet across the apartment right now cuz he's he's just going crazy right now. Have I ever told you I love that word? Yeet? Like there there there's there's some <laughs> words that just kind of rub me the wrong way, the new lingo stuff, yeah. but yeet is amazing. Yeet is so fucking great. I love great. yeet. <laughs> it's just so it's it's just an amazing word. I love it. I will say, especially when used in context with Spider-Man and, like, from Spider-Man, it's the fucking best. Um, <laughs> but, no, my cat caught a mouse the other day. Yay! <laughs> it was so freaky. I'm like, all of a sudden I hear this huge noise in the kitchen. I'm like, what the shit? He, so, I, so I come in and he comes, he comes barreling out of the fucking kitchen. And I have uh, some clothes and some garbage bags by the front door because uh, a friend of ours is coming to look at them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so, he's. I'm like, what are you playing? He's, he's kind of playing with something. I'm like, what the hell are you playing with? And he he turns around and catches the thing again, and then he's like, he kind of lets it go again and like playing with it again, and then catches it. I'm like, what is in your mouth? And he kind of looks up at me. I'm like, oh god, is that what I think it is? It's a fucking mouse. Jeez. Oh, uh, I ended up having to catch the mouse in a container. I had to duct tape the container to the floor so that Jarvis couldn't flip it over and, like, try and catch the mouse again. And then I had to, like, slip some paper under there and, like, tape the paper to the container to save this poor mouse from being killed by Jarvis. Because he would kill it. I'm like, I'm not cool with just letting you play with this mouse and then waking up with it dead in my bed. I'm I'm not down Mm -hmm. with this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I ended up taking, taking the poor guy outside, so... But he was pretty injured, so I don't know if he survived. But I, I also didn't have the heart to actually, like, you know, take my shoe and kill him. Yeah. I couldn't do it. My <sighs> princess is a murderess. She's, uh, like, an incredible mouser. She just kills him outright and eats uh, everything but the butt. Yeah, Jarvis she, uh, yeah. decided that, no, I want to play with this thing. And he's, like, letting it, like, kind of chase into his fur. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just kill him, please. <laughs> oh. oh yeah man. so that uh that's kind of what's been uh it's mainly jarvis it's it's kinda... mainly jarvis that's been driving me up the fucking wall <laughs> <laughs> i love my cat i really do but jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> all right did you want to get into these questions yes let's get into these questions all right let's dig in all right, uh, so you... I gotta start this time. All right. Why aren't you recording yet from Ben H? I was having some technical difficulties. I was experimenting with some new tech. Why are you uh, experimenting wanted... with new tech right before we record? <laughs> it's because I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, I wanted to record uh, using uh, a microphone and my phone, oh. and see if I could record anywhere. And uh, I wasn't get, it wasn't sounding very good, so I decided to come running down to my computer and do that instead. Yeah, you know, I, I think for... Because you have a Pixel like I do, right? No, you have something else. No, I have a Samsung. Okay. I think the recording, like just the recording app on our phones is decent enough. 
that you can do it there? I don't. It's a problem with my microphone. My microphone wasn't very good. Okay. Well, in comparison to my Yeti, it's not good at all. Which makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, and and we all know my issues with my mics, so, you know, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this mic. I really hate this mic. I really do. And we weren't recording yet specifically because of me, so Senpai has no answer for this one. I gotta wait on him. I gotta wait on this asshole. Love you, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've got the next question. How often? This one comes from Rick S. How How often? often? I think I need more information on this. How often do I eat pizza? How often could I eat pizza? That's every meal, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up, if if there's ever a time that I really don't want pizza, it's because I've just had pizza, but I can still eat it for like the next meal after that. It's I'm, it's ridiculous. Pancakes, pancakes, and nachos slash tacos are also on that list, and then poutine is just. Did you say flash tacos? No, slash tacos. Slash taco, okay. <laughs> Nachos slash tacos. Brain in the gutter. Yep. Um, and then poutine is just kind of an ever, like, I will still, I will be eating my current poutine and plan the next time that I'm getting poutine. So that's just a constant. In other nudes? Uh, <laughs> in other nudes? In other nudes? Flesh tacos is probably one of the worst euphemisms for that I have ever heard. <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's just wrong okay so answer the question so we can move on from that comment how often often is is a big thing um often is very regular it is uh happening uh pretty much regularly as i just said it redundant not constantly um so no, not constantly. Constantly is different than often. Often is, um, it happens often. Okay. So when I often, uh, <laughs> it oftens regularly. And so I would say uh, often is uh, a few times a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I often, it, it oftens uh, a few times a week. I'm yeah. a little scared what often means in this case. <laughs> well, it it happens often. Okay, that's fine. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh dear, let's go. Let's move on with it. <laughs> All right. All right. This one comes from Todd E. Brain, the other gray meat. The other other. The gray oh, meat. sorry. The other 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 gray meat. There's three other others. other other gray meat. Okay. There's uh, other gray meats and other other gray. I. I have some serious questions here. What are the what are the other gray meats? <laughs> yeah, because I always thought of brain as just the other gray meat. I thought what's what the, are the first other, gray other, meat? Other gray, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe pancreas. I don't. I don't know. But is foie gras gray? This is this is more of a topic. Yeah, this than... is a topic. <laughs> now this may have been submitted over Halloween and. Uh, brain, the other, other, other gray meat, is uh, very, very healthy for your average zombie. It is, uh, it may be high in calories, but 
it, it, it digests quickly and it keeps your zombie uh, running at peak performance. Okay, so we know where Doc is going to be in the zombie apocalypse. He's the one going to be running the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> proper zombie maintenance, right? <laughs> and I'm running away with guns. <laughs> um, I'm going to be calling up the dark magic to, to be able to have some friends during the zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah, you're the necromancer. Cool. I am not going near you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but no, I'm not going near you during the zombie apocalypse. They could help me sing. They could be my band. (laughs) My my backup singers. The the very, very slow band. You have to sing everything. Everything's a slow song, then. Oh, the year was 1778. You gotta, gotta, like, take that back to, like, an 8-8 time. Okay. That was one of my favorite bits of Shaun of the Dead. Coming home from the Winchester all rock. So good. All right. Should we get into the next one? Sure. Uh, what would be realistic range of engagements if we had space warships that do not have FTL drives, uh, no gra- not gravitronics tech? Uh, most weapons would be slug throwers of some kind, missiles and or rockets, and some lasers. Richard T. It's not a question. That is a statement. And it is a bold statement because I, you know what? You go ahead. You go first. Well, I I, th- I think this one's more of a topic of discussion for sure. Because yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really follow a lot of science anymore, and I really don't know where we sit with uh, spaceships at all. Um, okay, so not FTL. That does that mean no hyperdrive either? Uh. Okay, if we had space warships that do not have faster than light drives, yeah, and no gravitronics tech, basically, but, or, or, and artificial gravity, gravity and whatnot, and and uh, uh, inertia dampeners is what he's talking. Okay, right? so I would I would assume then that we don't have hyperdrive or warp drive, just essentially impulse. Right, right. We we well, can. Shit, we can that's get... going to be a boring war. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really. Because if we're talking uh, in our own solar system yeah. and just going around our own solar system and mining shit there, right? We would have space... Tra- He's talking about intrastellar war, basically uh, around okay. the planets and, and stuff in our own solar system. Which, I mean, it still takes forever to get anywhere within our solar system, even without, without you know, light tech... Light tra- without have you, have you- fast movement. Right. Have you ever seen The Expanse? Yes and no. I've watched like okay. two episodes. I, I I think that Richard is referencing uh, The Expanse. Okay. Well, doesn't and... it take like still like six months to get from Mars to Earth? Uh, in The Expanse? No, I, I think it takes it takes some time. 
but it doesn't take six months. Okay. I think right not, now... Not, not, not like, in that universe, anyway. I, I right think, now, definitely. Right now, I think it takes six months. Which, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a decent amount of fucking time. True, true. Now, he's talking about realistic range of engagements. And right now, our technology can target anywhere on Earth, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can hit things from 20 miles away. Now... If there is no curvature of the Earth and no atmosphere and nothing stopping anything, and it, uh, ranges become almost unlimited, yeah. and, it be, and it's basically the limits become the limits of your detection equipment and your. Uh, I can't even remember. Why am I drawing a blank on that? I have no idea, but yeah, no, you're right because Newton's law. If uh, you know, if something doesn't have anything working against it it's going to just keep going right exactly so ranges in terms of what you're firing at become almost infinite when you're talking about uh anything projectile related now slug throwers are a little bit problematic in space because they provide thrust yeah right? that so, would push you back wouldn't it if you're shooting it, it forward it absolutely would and it, it so I don't think that slug throwers would really uh, do, they would not be deployed in any situation where you're not trying to avoid being hit by a missile. You would not yeah. be using slug throwers in combat because it kills your maneuverability, right? Yeah. Now, the thing is, with lasers and missiles and stuff in space you're not dodging anything right That's so you're true and so you're, your hmm. slug throwers are going to be used to destroy missiles missiles are your one shot kill things right but i think the real danger comes from lasers now lasers have a finite range because they dissipate after a while right isn't that only because of the atmosphere, though? Because uh... I think they've done experiments. I At least I think. I it's, it's Again, it's been a while since I've really followed anything scientific because I'm a little lazy and don't have cable and don't watch Discovery anymore. Um, but I feel like there was some sort of uh, experiments done on lasers in a vacuum that they didn't dissipate. Uh, I can't remember. I, I think over over distance they do uh, and you need a certain power of laser to be able to not dissipate uh, the, the ranges of lasers become much 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 farther yeah because because there's nothing dissipating them like uh, air molecules and and mist and things like that if there's nothing blocking them there's nothing blocking your targeting but the intensity definitely drops off okay well, yeah, but, okay, that that makes sense because, yeah, I, I had a moment. No. <laughs> the reason why lasers are so dangerous, it's not because they're going to be punching through the hull, although they they would be able to do this if they're there if they're hitting for long enough. The danger comes from when the laser hits the hull; it's heating up the hull. Now, it is extremely difficult to dissipate heat in space, mm -hmm. so you're going to be cooking the people on the inside of this ship that you're firing at 
long before you're punching holes in it and blowing things off of it. So you're going to be heating up the ship until they surrender so they can have time to dissipate the heat or they will be cooked until they die. Yeah. That's the problem. This got real dark, guys. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the way it goes, right? Because you can't, you can't uh, stop a laser with the slug throwers, which nope. are going to throw your ship all over the place, right? You can stop missiles with that. But the lasers, when they're hitting that ship, it, it, there's, there's nothing stopping it. It's space, right? Yep. So that laser is yep. going to hit. And with modern targeting, you can keep that laser focused on there, even though they're moving. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. Pretty much, yeah, so, unless you're, like, in an asteroid field or something, right? What's that? I, unless you're, like, in an asteroid field, because then there's debris around you with the asteroids. Correct, exactly. But that would be also super fucking dangerous for you to be flying in in the first place. So... Right, because we don't have the gravitronics tech, tech yep. which means we don't have inertial dampeners, so you can't turn on a dime, right? Oh, shit, yeah, that that wouldn't be a good thing at all. Because if you turn on a dime... <laughs> You're and you're in, and you got no gravitronics tech. You got to splatter everybody all over the inside of the ship. Turn Cute, into pink, like, pink goo. All of a sudden, like fast forward to all these like harnesses with every, like with everybody like on uh, elastics. Exactly, <laughs> floating exactly. around in the ship. <laughs> Just all right. We those got... aren't elastics. Those are intestines. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, that, so, so you'd, be, you'd be firing at stuff that you can't even see, but your computers can see until somebody surrenders because they're going to cook it. Yeah. All right. Well, that with that, with that darkness right there, uh, I'm going to go into the next question. Okay. Um, can you use bardic inspiration on a familiar? And if you can, if it's your familiar, can it be done telepathically? comes from my guildy jt interesting he and i had a discussion about this so i want to know what your answer is first well um they can understand your language yep they are a friendly creature mm -hmm. as a gm not not rem not remembering what the rules say as a gm i would say yes absolutely okay and telepathically telepathically yeah yeah i would have to say yes okay so the re i was a little bit iffy on the telepathically bit because bardic inspiration I, I i did have to look it up it's uh a creature within 60 feet or within earshot which is about 60 feet that can understand you so right. we were no. so i was well, like I... well then it should be within 60 feet but then if you're doing it telepathically to your familiar that's up to 100 feet yeah. Yeah. It effectively increases the range. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> well, now the thing is, how does bardic inspiration work? Is mm. it a magical thing where you need to use audible stuff in order to generate the magic from the universe around you? In which case, telepathy wouldn't work. Wouldn't it? Cause, like... well, no, because, no, because if if it's using the energy of the universe around you, you need to agitate that environment around you with your voice and your music and things like that to create whatever it is, right? Telepathically, you aren't engaging with the universe and creating this magical event. 
you're only communicating directly with one being. So you wouldn't be generating that magical field. Now, if you're gener if it's if this music is a uh, a magical field type type effect instead of just something where I'm just really cool and people feel good around me because I'm charismatic, then that changes the whole conversation. Is the margin is the bardic inspiration a magical ability, or is it just hey, people like me because I'm cool? I'm actually looking this up because I don't remember off the top of my head, and for some reason Google's not bringing me the D and D Beyond page for the actual spell. It it it, it basically um, it depends on the metaphysics of the universe. If it's based on the person just being inspiring, like just somebody who's very charismatic, then definitely you can do it do, do it telepathically because you can recreate that entire performance inside your familiar's head yeah okay so let's see bardic inspiration you can inspire others through stirring words or music to do so you use a bonus action on your turn to choose one creature other than yourself within 60 feet of you who can hear you that creature gains one bardic inspiration die a d6 uh, once within the next 10 minutes the creature can roll a die and add the number uh, blah, 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 blah. it doesn't it doesn't actually say. So yeah, I think Wait. that's a DM. I think that I no, think it, that's a DM. It does definitely. say right there. It does mm -hmm. say right there. Yep. It is simply you're a very inspiring person. Okay. So, yes, so yeah, you can it do it telepathically. Work. Okay. Absolutely. So I was like, I would definitely. I think I would allow it if it was your own familiar. Yep. And it's it's not a, with it. It's not a magical ability. Yeah. So technically, if you had a telepathy spell that allowed you to communicate with your party members at a distance greater than 60 feet, then guess you what? Can... So you can you do can it with message. Them at... So yeah. you say that you can do it with message. Okay. Uh, no, message is different. Message okay. is uh, just a couple words. But if it was full-blown telepathy okay. with, your, with, with a party member, you would use the telepathy range. So not with message, but with full telepathy. Yeah. Okay. Because that was another part of our conversation that we had, too, that... He's like, could we do it with message? I'm like, I don't think so. I, I would, because I would also assume not, because, uh, like, I it seems like bardic inspiration is a spell, and then you have to use magic. Like, you can't use your bonus action with a spell that you cast that turn, as far as I understand it. So that was yeah, that was my argument against it. So yeah, so that would work. I'm thinking. What would 30 to 50 feral hogs do with $22,000 worth of cocaine? This comes from our friend Bodie. Bodie? I thought we were done with the hogs. We're never done with the hogs. Just God like I'm never it. done with just like I'm never done with googly eyes and I'm never done with geese and I am never done with what else what else do people share with me? Oh, anything bodily function related. Okay. That's that's funny. <laughs> this is th this question is based on a true story, by the way, people. Wait, there's there's a true story with the twenty two thousand dollars for the cocaine. Yes, feral hogs dug up and destroyed twenty two thousand dollars worth of cocaine. Wait, actually? Yep. I think I need you to send me this news story after because I have not been in the news for apparently quite some time. Th this sounds like that's something that would have come across my Facebook feed. <laughs> 
This is Canada. Our <laughs> hogs know where the good shit is. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there was the 30 to the 50 feral hogs that it had to do with the gun debate. And so I haven't heard anything about this cocaine thing. <laughs> well, 30 to 50 coked out hogs now. <laughs> okay, for that, you Can need you... a bomb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As for what the hogs would do, I'm assuming they'd eat it and then probably die. That's a lot of cocaine. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that hogs have very big snuffly noses. Yeah. And if if they're snuffing around... Well, you also have like, to... Like, what, what form is it also in? Because isn't it usually, like, sort of a harder substance? It, like, it's not a powder right off the bat, right? I, I thought... I don't know a lot uh, about drugs. I don't know if that's obvious. I know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the whole, it's bags of powder. Okay. So, uh, these dogs, dogs, <laughs> these hogs have big snuffly noses. And <laughs> um, I watched a movie once where they came up with this whole thing where, you know, X amount of hogs can can devour an entire human corpse in X amount of time. Now, if we extrapolate that to the size of their noses to bags of cocaine, uh, I'm pretty sure that we can calculate out that these hogs would be fucking wrecked in, like, just a few minutes. I'd assume like, there would also have to be some overdosing there, because, like, that's be a like, lot. Well, these hogs are fucking hundreds and hundreds of pounds. These things aren't small. Well, no. Right, and it's it's all body chemistry. The, these things are thirty to fifty feral hogs are like literally thousands of pounds. Okay, and twenty two thousand dollars worth of cocaine is probably only about a couple kilos. Okay, and so they're having a really really <laughs> cool party, and you know, and hey. that's about it. Hey, can I ask a quick question of my own before we jump into the next question? Sure. What is with today that we're so dark? What? <laughs> so dark? <laughs> like We're talking about cooking people in spaceships. We're talking about pigs murdering eating mice. bodies. <laughs> pigs eating bodies and snorting cocaine. Uh, you, oh. being, you being the lord of the zombies. Maybe, yeah. Can you imagine how many bodies coked out feral hogs would eat? <laughs> they would eat fast, wouldn't they? I have a really, really bad, dis very, very, very distasteful joke that I can say. <laughs> and I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go into the next. Okay. Next question. Uh, what should my next D&D &D character be? Jason K. Next D&D &D character. Um, what would be an interesting combination? Uh, you know, not a lot of people play gnomes. I'm going to call gnome. That's because I punt them. And you what? I punch gnomes. You punt gnomes? Yes. I am a dick. I know this. It's why, do you punt, why do you punt gnomes? I don't like gnomes, okay? I also don't why? like dwarves that much, but I don't like gnomes. What? I just don't like gnomes. Wait, wait, wait. You aren't an elf lover, are you? 
Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. What exactly ha Like, you've met me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think? Jarvis. I certainly hope not. <laughs> I love elves. What do you want from oh, me? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, blasphemy. Uh, why? Why is that blasphemy? Oh. It's, it, elves ruin everything. Uh, you know what? I don't disagree with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> going like going through Warcraft okay. lore, it's always been an elf fucking things up. <laughs> okay, no, it, it's, this is a this is a, a conversation decades in the making. Oh dear God! Everyone, all the time, ever, always played elves. You know what? And I, they just, always... I like casting spells and throwing fucking fire through the air, okay? Elves well, are better at that than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day, elves were, for lack of a better uh, term, broken. Elves were totally broken. That's why everybody played them. Fair. And they were the only ones who could multi-class properly and go up high levels in multi-class and, and they were, and everybody played them and everybody, every, everybody was, everybody was a loner drow with two swords. Okay. Like I, I spent decades going to conventions, playing with Drizzt wannabes <laughs> and I was just, Oh my gosh. It's just, it, Another one of those. Oh, okay. You're also a loner mage. Okay. All right. Let's keep. And it was if it wasn't an elf, it was a half elf. Fair. I also and... refuse to play human in pretty much any game unless I absolutely have to because I'm human in real life. I don't play games to be human. I don't want to be human. I I play humans because nobody else plays them. I just don't want to be a human. I'm here for oh, fantasy. <laughs> mind you. Um, uh, I the, humans became uh, more playable in the the later editions of D anD D and and Pathfinder and stuff. So you don't uh, you see more people playing humans now. But I can't I can't get over this whole over usage of elves. It, it just kind of it, it makes my skin crawl a bit when people play them because I was either I was playing I spent decades playing with either a Raceland clone. Or a Drizzt clone. Okay. Or an, over, or an over-sexualized female elf. Okay, I have no it, idea exactly what those those first two things are. I definitely know what an over-sexualized female elf is, which I never was. But I have no idea what those th other things are, so I I can almost guarantee you that that wasn't me. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> I, I, I matter, mean, I would think. My, my current fact, character, though, in a campaign that I want to start... Um, that it's it's not being DM'd by me. Um, it, he is he is an orc, and oh, and he's a monk. That's my second favorite is orcs. Yeah, and uh, I I really want to play him, and I'm very excited Good. about it. I'm excited too. So and uh, so I have played not elves. I just I don't like being human specifically. With ah. that, I say Triton should be your next D and D character, partly because I accidentally rolled Aquaman. <laughs> what? <laughs> a campaign that I was uh, that we had started a little while, like a couple years ago. Um, 
I didn't want to actually make up my whole backstory, so I'm like, can we roll for it? Like, roll the de- roll like the kind of big things, and then I'll just fill in the details out from there. And so we did. And like partway through, I'm like, I'm rolling Aquaman, aren't I? And we all kind of laugh because we're like, yeah, yeah, you kind of you kind of are, yeah. And then I went and saw Aquaman, uh, like in the new year after that. And we walk out of the theater, and I look at Dave. I'm like, I rolled Aquaman. <laughs> and it like wasn't even wrong (laughs) maybe slightly different details i hadn't actually like fleshed out his whole story but oh man yeah so i rolled an aquaman triton named tide pod (laughs) (laughs) because that's the kind of shit i do (laughs) (laughs) all right we got for one more question and the thing is we got so many great questions this time i wanted to answer them all but there's just so many yeah so Uh, if if we missed your question it will be on the next show and if not that one then the one after that or the one after that we've you know we've got lots we've got lots coming uh the the next the next question is a really important one i think is it my turn or yours it is your turn my turn how do you best keep younger kids engaged in a role-playing game adventure slash story? Sean H. You know what? Actually, uh, a friend of mine has been doing this. Uh, I think it's through his church. He's been teaching kids, like, like I guess it's a youth group. I Okay, I don't know a lot about churches, mostly because I'm, I'm not part of any. Um, but I think it's, like, through youth groups. He, he teaches them how to, like, build terrain um build characters and so there there's always some sort of engagement and like they get a say in what they get to do uh as well um i'd also say good story and don't talk down to them i think that would be a a good thing it's all great advice yeah all great advice now i'm gonna extrapolate on the great story part okay um younger kids if things are too complex, they'll get bored by the complexity because they'll have a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, don't dumb it down too much because they can learn a lot from it. But I would suggest using, uh, depending on the age group, younger kids, I'm, I'm thinking he's talking around five years old, six years old, that type of thing, okay. like between four and six. There's role-playing games out there like No Thank You Evil, uh, by Monty Cook Games is uh, uh, Sean Germain, who it's kind of built for for younger kids. Now you can tool Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that to be tailored for young kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You just need to be uh, uh, cognizant of kind of trimming down the character sheets and whatnot. But you can you can use games that are that are developed by. Uh, uh, specifically for younger kids. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing about kids that I've learned from being a parent is that they love stories, which is kind of gets to your point, right? Mm-hmm. They love being told stories. And I, when I was teaching my boys how to play role-playing games, they love being involved in that story and being a part of that story and having their characters in... Uh, making decisions in that story like uh, they got used to me telling them stories at bedtime and and around campfires and whatnot and when I introduced them to role-playing games all of a sudden they were able to take part in the story 
and tell stories about the characters that they made. And the storytelling is what's important. Getting them to roll dice and stuff, that's the tactile feeling of playing mm -hmm. that they also get a kick out of, right? So I would recommend games with dice. Uh, if you could keep it simple, like to D6s or something like that, that would be optimal because there's they're smaller numbers. And yeah. And uh, it's arguable whether the pips are better or whether the numbers are better. But, I feel like that, that depends on the person because like, I like yeah. numbers, but I also right. don't mind the pips, but I like the right. numbers. D depends on the kid, right? Yeah. If they know their numbers and they know how much it is, it, it'll help. Uh, but if they don't know their numbers very well, then pips are good because they can count them, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and just keep the story going and let them participate. Yeah. And make sure that you're balancing the time with them and make sure the group of kids isn't too large. And to the participating thing, like, I used to, like, we didn't really have a lot of stories, really, in my family growing up. Like, that just wasn't really our thing, us telling stories. I don't really know why. Um, but, like, those choose-your-own-adventure books, holy fuck did I love those. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I grew up on those. I'm not clever enough to write any of my own, which I'm a little sad about. I guess maybe I could... I could probably work at it and probably get it done, but that's that's what DMing is. Oh, that you know that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's a different way of looking at it. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, another thing too. I was because uh, I was I was talking to another friend of ours about this. Um, uh, there there was a video of Freddie Freddie Prince Jr. talking about uh, how Star Wars is for kids. Which I, I totally agree. Um, but there was, it, it was a very like, it's a very good and evil story. And I'm like, I, I think dumbing it down to just good and bad in terms of storytelling, I think that's a little bit, I don't want to say insulting or demeaning, but like it, it kind of feels like it's talking down to kids. Because kids can handle more than just, you know, it's good and it's bad. Avatar right. did it very well. Absolutely. So, you know. And I'm, I'm not talking Legend of Korra, because I think that was a slightly older age group, but, like, Avatar was, like, 10, 11. They, they did some wonderful, like, very ambiguous stuff with their stories. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. That's on my mind, because I just finished watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for today. Yep. But... Keep sending in those questions. We didn't get to everybody's questions, but they will be on next week's show. And to give you an example of things we're going to be talking about next time, one of the questions is sex. <laughs> and that's it. That, that's not really a question. That's so, a topic. <laughs> so, so we're going to be talking about sex next. Tune in to hear Sen, Senpai, and Googly Doc talk about sex. Sexy sex. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to think of like a much more flamboyant way of saying that, but I really couldn't. <laughs> and then sexy, I was I was already <laughs> and I was already like mid sentence, so I'm like, this isn't gonna work at all. It's fine. Don't worry about it. God damn these electric sex pants! Why do you have electric <laughs> sex pants? And where can I get some? <laughs> That's a quote from IT. Oh, okay, I gotta watch more of that show. 
Um, <laughs> another thing, we kind of, I mean, we usually plug it. Join our Facebook group. There's going to be a link in the show notes. <laughs> yep. Um, and make sure you tune in next time and join our group and like the page and hear us talk about sex. And whatever the fuck else comes up next week. There's going to be a lot of... Going to be over to boards, Patrick Stewart, homebrew characters in D&D, a whole bunch of really good next time. Yeah. Uh, as well as... Um... I, I, I've been thinking about doing this, but I haven't fully pulled the trigger on it, and it might not happen yet. But I would also like to gauge if there's interest for, like, a full show notes on, like, a website where I post all of the questions that we answered. Not with the full answers on the actual uh, post, but I, I'd like to get some some feedback. Is that something Sounds that people me. would be interested in? Is that something that you would want to see? I'd want to see it, yeah. Okay. That's fair then. I, I got some work ahead of me, don't I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks for volunteering. Uh, I'm Googly Duck. <laughs> and I am a slightly regretful senpai. <laughs> Have yourselves a good couple weeks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.